millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This podcast is a Royfield Brown production. Find others on iTunes. All right. Yeah, I know. This is Dumpty Dum, sponsored by managers. This is Dumdy Dum, the show about the archers and the goings-on of Ambridge. I'm Philippa Hall, hoping to bring more than an Adam-styled grunt or snort to the proceedings. To my left, we have Gormless One. Rosie Porty. While to my right, we have Gormless Two. Quentin Rayner. And passed out on the back seat of the Dumdy Dum limo, inebriated on our bucolic burblings, there's you, our listeners. This week's Dumdy Dum is from our Isabel, and we have no more Dumdy Dum musical intros, so please get some more in immediately. And on this week's podcast, we hear from Claire, Richard, Brian, Isabel, Helen, Glyn, Christina, and Sarah. And we have emails from Sarah, Lynn, Emily, and Anon of Ambridge. My goodness, you're all fabulous for contact. <laughs> Us. Thank you so much. Now, Quentin, you're you're still in Cornwall. Have you moved there permanently? It feels like it, doesn't it? Yes, um, I am still in Cornwall. Uh, in Phoebe style, I rather than rewilding, I have relocated because of our trauma last week, Philippa, <laughs> yes. with my fragile Wi-Fi signal. So I have driven miles for this podcast. Uh, assured that where I was before, would I get a four G signal? Got there this morning, nothing. So I had to drive somewhere else and I'm now in a field in a campsite looking out to sea which is lovely and looking out across Polseth one of our favorite places in North Cornwall so yeah life's 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 not too bad Philippa but you've got the windows open so excuse any noises yeah you're gonna hear maybe the odd screaming kid uh people uh making camping noises seagulls that sort of thing crows 
Gives the authentic sound of Cornwall, I think. <laughs> Certainly but, does. But at least we've got at least we've got a decent signal. That's the main thing. In fact, I can see a mast from here, so I'm very I'm very happy. <laughs> That's great. Now, Rosie, how are you? How's your week been? Well, it's um, it's been a bit better. I'm feeling a bit better, and I've been having more fun with my lovely hens. And I've been doing some baking and cooking with their eggs, which has been lovely. Uh, and I'm thinking about setting up my own kind of potentially, you know, rival to. Um, you know, the little cafe in Ambridge. Rosie's Garden. What do you think, guys? Lovely. Did you make your meringues with uh, your your hen's eggs? I did. So Iris's oh, egg whites. Wow. And yes, so that's that's me. Wow, that's very good. Well, I've had a revelation this week. I have learnt something new. Now, I've been hearing about this, this current modern theme of bucket hats. And I thought that literally these were buckets that people wear on their heads with like the handle under their chin. I was trying to work out how that, how that would happen. But no, no, turns out it's just a name used for like this fabric hat that isn't a bucket at all. So. Right. Okay. <laughs> that sounds, sounds like a policeman's helmet to me. <laughs> well, apparently it's very fashionable, but um, with, the, with the youth anyway. But So, you, uh, so, you, so you've, you've naturally bought one, right? <laughs> No, I, I bought a bucket. You see, because I thought that that was what it was. But well, no. just 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 don't kick it, okay? <laughs> thanks, thanks. How would you sum up the four episodes of High Drama in Ambridge? Well, I would say it's been a week of questions, 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 hasn't it? Mm. Um, if I can add another question, I mean, for instance, I mean, who's Layla? What's the real reason she stood up? Our Roy? Mm-hmm. Who's Kyle? Has Ben been accepted onto the nursing course? And why are Pip, Ruth and David so bloody cheerful all of a sudden? <laughs> Big questions to be answered. Now, it was a very nervous start to the week, wasn't it, with Ben getting in a right tizzy about his nursing interview. Step forward, Ruth, calming his fevered brow with how it was the nurses who kept her sane during her cancer treatment and trying to convince her youngest son that him picking up a phone a few times and snogging a junior doctor, laced with his natural empathy, will see him in scrubs in no time. Let's hope so. Anyway, on to much more important things. Eddie's limo ruse to make some extra cash. Suffice to say, it involves blackmail, drunkenness and gormlessness, so it's obviously doomed. Head of PE at Borchester Green and mate of Terry Two Phones, a one Mr York, is marrying Miss Peters, the head of biology, with the groom gleefully informing us they were hitting their pinnacle and there's nothing the heads of those two departments don't know about physical satisfaction. <laughs> and, oh. all the, I know, and all this while squeezing into Ed's morning suit. I mean, oh, it's, it's enough to get sweary Carter going, isn't it? <laughs> back, in the, back in the virtual world, it looks like Roy might be brought to his knees by a Layla he's met online and been chatting to on the phone. Cupid Sorrow, a.k.a. Phoebe, is suspicious the supposed teacher doesn't have any social media profile and fears her dad is either going to be catfished, down with the kids, Philippa can explain what that is in a mo, or, or, left, or left heartbroken. Now, because it's Roy, it's going to be one or the other, or quite possibly both. Anyway, he stood up on their first date because of a cancelled train. Pull the other one. I mean, when will these scriptwriters cut him some romantic slack for one say? Briefly, as for the rest of the week, Helen designs a scare cow while her new neighbours slag her off as a scary cow. Ian comes round to moan at Lee that Moni Adam just grunts and snorts at him these days, lucky man, and warns that secrets are good for no one. 
He's in for a big mm. surprise, isn't he? As Lee discusses with him whether or not to tell Helen about nasty comments about her on the Beechwood WhatsApp group. Neighbour Kyle is exposed by Joy as the perpetrator, and despite Helen's protestations, Karate Kid resolves to go around and punch him on the nose. Halfway there, Lee decides to get back into his superhero box and listen instead to Helen's wishes, for which she's mightily relieved. Oh, and David, Ruth and Pip buy 15 extra cows, prompting whistling, mirth and humility from David that he was wrong about not expanding the herd, and Ben was right about having the courage to make a big life decision. Blimey, after all that, I need a nurse. (laughs) (laughs) Very good, Quentin. My goodness. Well, that seemed to be quite a quite an important week of, of different things going on and we've got an important announcement as well uh, just to repeat what we said last week the 30th of july we're giving you the zoom alert the zoom warning get 30th of july in your diaries for the evening we have buffy davis who plays jolene joining us that's going to be very exciting so Let's get to the main bit. We need to hear your views. And if someone wants to get in contact, how can they do that? If you would like to comment on the Archers or leave us a plot prediction, then leave us a message on SpeakPipe, which you can find on dumptydum.com by clicking on the contact tab at the top. Or you can send a voice note or text by WhatsApp to 07957 167 696. That's 07957 167696, which has a plus 44 at the beginning if you're calling from outside the UK. Now, not everyone likes to phone in and leave a voice message, but um, we're very happy and delighted to receive your emails. So please do that if you prefer. Uh, So to do that, also head to dumptydown.com and click the Contact Us tab. So what did you, our lovely Dumpty Dum community, think of the week? Hello, Ambridge3962. And first off, we have charming Claire. Hey, Dum to Dum, it's Claire from Clapham here uh, with a few things to say about the current times in the Archers. Firstly, um, obviously, National Treasure status is on its way to Ben because he's going to be a lovely nurse. Mm. And uh, partial National Treasure, I think, Lee's getting there partly because... Um, he did do the right thing and didn't pick a fight with the neighbour, although I know he wants to, you know, stand up for people and all that. But, you know, it's incredibly offensive to rise to Helen's honour, implying that she doesn't have any agency of her own. So um, well done for pulling back. And um, But do spare me endless comedy grundy japes (laughs) opportunity... (laughs) PE teachers and and all of that with um, with strong accents. I don't know. I just find all of that a bit tedious. But it's part of the rich tapestry of the Archers. Where would we be without the occasional Grundy Jake? So you know, maybe it's just that they're more they were more palatable with Joe along. I don't know why. Maybe it's because I was brought up on Last of the Summer Wine. Anyway, <laughs> who knows? Um, do without that. But most importantly of all, and this is more of a last week thing. But, you know, when we were going to shake Umbridge to the core with the death of Nigel, it was all about the repercussions. And if the repercussion of Alice's alcoholism is that Neil and Susan split up 
I will be very cross, very cross indeed, because it's just so painful to hear. And I don't think Neil and Shula are going to have anything going on, but I think the rumours and distrust is going to be, like, really damaging. And, you know, they're both in a difficult place. And please let them come through this. Anyway, keep up the good work. Speak to you soon. Thank you, Claire. And I think you're a national treasure too because I think you're one of the first to be able to call in this week. And I personally can't see Neil and Susan breaking up. It's just a blip. They're under extreme pressure because of having a newborn baby in the house and basically a son that appears to have gone AWOL. So I think it's just that's just not going to happen. And Ben will be a lovely nurse, you know, you know, fueled by his mum's hot chocolates. And I personally agree. I find all this grunty limo stuff a bit distasteful I just I'm not really enjoying it at all but but Quentin I think in terms of sort of the the regional accents and yam yams I think you were having Mm. some dialogue on Twitter about this weren't you dialogue I was laid into on Twitter because I suggested (laughs) that uh, yam yam Yorkie was another brummy because we've had a glut of brummies on on the arches which is um completely understandable because it's meant to be near set near Birmingham but I, I was ticked off by told that a yam yam is in fact somebody from the black country mm. entirely different so uh rips uh, wrist slapped there but I have learned something from that um yeah I, I, the comedy japes is, are driving uh, Claire nuts um uh, it, it's all utterly implausible isn't it uh, the whole business idea is is bogus and very very stupid but um i have to say i thought actually the scene in the car between yam yam yorkie and ed i did enjoy there's just the way it was played and the revelation of the of the nicknames and so forth and uh ed suddenly realizing he was gormless too <laughs> that that was quite fun a bit of backstory but the whole notion of somebody getting absolutely bladdered on the eve of their of their of their wedding just just doesn't ring true somebody pointed out on twitter that yeah he's been in love with this woman what for 32 years would he really turn up reeking of booze in a morning suit that's several inches too short for him. So, yeah, I mean, it's just another device to keep the Grundies in it, isn't it, really? I think they've got to come up with some other devices because I think with Joe gone, as Claire's pointed out, it does lose something because he was uh, um, Eddie's foil and, and, and his partner mm-hmm. in, the, in, these, in, in these ideas. So it's a bit of new thinking, I think. It's getting very, very tired, isn't it? But um, partial tre- national treasure status for Lee... Oh, no way. Oh, God, no. <laughs> no, he's barely creeping up my, my league, as you know, as I mentioned a few weeks ago. But national treasure, no way. No way. Well, while I think Ben will be a good nurse, I was a bit perturbed by the scenes with him and Ruth. Where to start? First of all, we hear Ben typing away furiously on the keyboard and Ruth says, what are you reading? <laughs> he's not, surely he's not reading, he's typing something. And then Ruth's idea of doing a good interview is as long as you can say you can wash your hands and recite the six C's and be positive, oh. you, you're, going to, you're going to win. I think we should appoint her head of careers in Ambridge. Uh, she'd, go, she'd go down so well. And then Ben's interview, I oh, think he, yeah. he acted it really well, actually, the actor. But when Ben said, oh, I've really messed this up, I'm so nervous, the interviewer said, of course. <laughs> and I thought, <laughs> are you saying, of course, you've really Gosh. messed up? <laughs> and and those, those, two, those two scenarios she gave her, what the, 
gave that, those two scenarios that she gave yeah. him. What, what on earth have they got to do with becoming a nurse? I just, well, just like what? Maybe the first crossing the road, but the yeah. second. How do yeah. you balance uh, placements with coursework? I mean, what? <laughs> it was all a bit. It was all a bit strange, but very um, odd. And also, oh, what stuck in my craw was Ruth is also sort of uh, <laughs> encouraging and supportive and positive about him becoming a nurse. She was awful when she first, when he first mentioned it. Awful. Yes, wasn't exactly. she? She's changed her bloody tune, hasn't she? Well, you yeah. know, progression. People can change, Quentin. Oh come oh. on, come on, no. come on! It's the it's the it's the average fairy sprinkling her fairy dust around you. The forgetfulness fairy dust. Yes. When she went into his room, oh, can't you sleep? I thought she was going to offer to get out matching pajamas and yeah. you know re- do a read a bedtime story or something. I was like, oh my goodness, yeah. he's twenty one. Leave him alone. He's yeah. fine. No. Never mind. Thank you, Claire, though. That was a super call and a great way to get started this week. Now, from Claire, we go to Radiant Richard. Hello, everybody. Uh, Richard Beveridge here, Biffo Prop on the Twitters, occasional email arena, frequent tweeter, and once or twice mounted the plinth for tweets of the week. This is my first time calling in. I first listened to The Archers growing up in the 1970s with my mother and my grandmother and fell back into listening again in 1998, working with a group of archers uh, addicts in the city. That makes me a Phoebe. Mm. I'd like to address briefly my second favourite Ambridge conspiracy theory, and one that Philippa comes back to every so often, Mm. and that's that Joy is a participant in witness protection. I wonder if this is as a result of Rochelle's father's absence. his non-appearance and no reference to him made by Joy during the course of the show may have something to do with it. If she is in witness protection as a result of of something that happened to Rochelle's father, that may also explain her estrangement from her and her sudden appearance in Ambridge from elsewhere in the country. From memory, I think she comes from somewhere in County Durham, which is a long way from Mum. The English, uh, the English Midlands. Mm. I do wonder also if she got to choose her new surname. Perhaps she picked Horville because Rochelle's father's name was Keith Harris. <laughs> Best regards to Dumdy Dummers across the world, especially to Philippa's dad. Tinkity tonks. Well, do you want to answer that first one, Philippa? Philippa's dad. What's that reference to? Uh, well, Lancastrians stick together. We we share a history of a school. Um, Richard's son goes to the same school that my dad went to. A few years between the two, obviously, but yeah, it's lovely to have that connection. Thanks, Richard. You you Lancastrians are thick as thieves, aren't you? Actually, I'm not a Lancastrian. I'm the only non-Lancastrian in the family, so don't get me started on that. And they still talk to you? Occasionally, (laughs) yeah. Lovely to hear from you, Richard. Um, Richard had promised, didn't he, Philippa, a couple of weeks ago that he would call in and he didn't, Mm. and we were disappointed. Mm. But uh, Biffo Prop, (laughs) as he's known on Twitter, has finally come forward and delivered the goods. And lovely to hear from you, Richard. We'd love to to hear from you again. Uh, His addiction, well, he was, first of all, poisoned by the archers, wasn't he, in the 70s. His mother and grandmother listened. Then he was got in with a bunch of city addicts, city archers addicts. Mm. In, in 1998, making him a making him a Phoebe. My commiserations to you, Richard. Um, 
she's got this theory about joy being in, in witness protection. He's, he's one of a number of people who are beginning to think that she, she may be uh, hiding in that sense from her past. As I have explained many times on this podcast, I, I'm fully backing any theory that suggests joy is not what she appears. I think there's much more there. And I know that we've got some calls and emails in about this later on, so I won't spoil that. But um, yeah, joy is not everything that she appears to be. And Rochelle, I'm afraid, does not exist. I mean, I've always loved joy from the get go, always liked her enthusiasm her friendliness her ability to communicate psychically with the animals maybe in a way i'm modeling some of my life on joy in terms of psychic communication with my birds <laughs> my new hens and i think this i mean she's talked about her husband to kirsty so she's talked about her difficult marriage and her her husband in that sense and if she is on witness protection I think she's got a pretty good backstory as to sort of how it's all kind of coming together in terms of kind of the majorettes and everything else. And she does have an extreme organisational skills in relation to criminals because she got Timothy taken out. And I would have her in my undercover squad, no question. Well, uh, just thank you, Richard. That was a brilliant call. It's so good to have you call in. Uh, the, the thing that really made me stop in my tracks about Joy, I actually spat out the coffee I was drinking, was when she said, I only came round to tell the boys to help themselves to my raspberries. I mean, that's a terrible <laughs> accent. That's not the accent at all. But I was just like, what? Are you a paedophile? Is that why you're in witness protection? Philippa! <laughs> it just sounded very strange. I'm sorry. It made me very concerned. And, and what plan does Joy have to get back at Kyle? You know, that was the, yes. that was the cliffhanger I, of the I, I, I was really suspicious of that. You know, she's seen the angst that Helen's gone through because of this. And then she's thinking of whipping it all up again. I mean, what's going on? See, I was... Did you just get some, that was a, get some that strychnine? That was, that, was a, as you, that was this cliffhanger line that finished the week didn't I think and you yeah know, what what's she planning you know why is she why is she wanting to whip it all up again and wind Kyle up she's not she's not as nice as she seems Rosie I keep telling you this <laughs> I wondered if she was going to offer Kyle private life drawing classes or something oh my god <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah that <laughs> yes that, that would get a few postings on whatsapp wouldn't it yeah I still think there's something there and witness protection but that super super cool richard thanks ever so much and from one great call to another it's blissful brian hello oh it's brian try not to spend too much time on eddie's shenanigans this week it was painful to listen to absolutely absolutely the worst hot 10 15 minutes of the arches i've heard in a long time i don't think eddie's schemes and things work without Joe there to be the co-conspirator of um, they, it's all sort of falls flat anyway less said about the teacher having his wedding on half past nine on a Tuesday and, <laughs> oh no it's just, it was just horrible I, I, can't, I can't listen to it anyway um, Lee yeah we know Lee is a good person we know that um, he's not like Rob I don't think we need to be told this or shown this every week. Um, he knows good for Helen. He's not 
the controlling person that Rob was. I think we've all got that by now. I think they can stop telling us. We know that Lee is only there to use his karate skills once, which will be when Rob turns up and he can uh, punch him out or whatever. Um, and that I'm quite looking forward to that, so I'm sure that day will come. Apart from that, um, I didn't know his surname was Bryce, so Bruce Lee, Lee Bryce, a uh, bit on the nose, but <laughs> there we go. I, but fine, <laughs> if that's what they want to do. Fine. Okay, well, keep up good work. Nice to talk to you. Okay, bye. Well, thank you, Brian. But actually, you called again. We have a second call from Brian. Hi, it's Brian again, again. Sorry to be back twice in one week, but I just had a thought. Was all that nonsense on Monday and Tuesday just something they could drop and put a topical insert in if England had won the Euros? Um, I'm sure someone else has come up with that idea, uh, but that's the only reason I can think they had that tosh they could just drop it and <laughs> put something else in um but there we go that's my idea you can take it as you like thanks then bye wow and so, that, I, that never occurred to me that they sort of have all this dross about you know somebody two phones and then old people having manky nights out and i just <laughs> it didn't occur to me it was to do with uefa <laughs> so maybe it is. I mean, that, that is a good excuse for the kind of, I don't know, ramshackle random storyline with weird PE teachers being inappropriate in, in limos around Borsetshire. Sorry, North Borsetshire, I think they were. Mm. And it's difficult with the sort of Lee and Helen relationship because lots of people don't necessarily know how awful Rob was. And it's this sort of mechanism to show that, you know, Helen has moved on, she's making yeah. better choices, she has stability. And actually the fact that he didn't go around and, you know, kick Kyle's teeth in was a really, you know, a, a, a good thing. Um, mm. I just think we have to kind of see how this progresses because I think all of this secrets and lies stuff, um, which is all a bit kind of, is it Ken Loach from the 60s and 70s with like Rita Sue and Bob Two and mm. I don't know, all these all these kind of linkages back to, to Adam and his lies about potentially not being the farm manager anymore are a teeny bit convoluted as well. So I think if we could move quickly away from Karate Kid Lee and uh, French Windows and Farce, I'd be very happy to. <laughs> well, Brian wasn't happy, was he? I mean, Brian's a staunch list of the archers. For him to say it's the worst archers in a long time is saying something, isn't it? So, uh, Brian, yeah. Brian, Brian, we feel your pain. We feel your pain. Uh, yes, I mean, you're right. They do drop in stuff, don't they? Topical stuff as and when. We haven't had one for quite a while. But um, I guess they may well have had to make some reference. But the, my only, the flaw in your theory is that they did stretch this out for at least two episodes, didn't they? So I, I don't think they'd bang on about... England winning the Euros for two episodes, or would they? Uh, mind you, we'd probably still be talking about it now, wouldn't we? Because we would, having not won for 55 years or whatever, be going on and on about it, and our dear government would have made sure that we thought about nothing else. Anyway, off the political track. Um, yeah, sorry, Brian, that you were, were in so much pain. Um, you, you, they, they are sort of, they do keep reminding us, so Lee isn't a Rob, and I get your point. 
Um, I, I think it's time for us. We've had enough proof now that Lee's a nice chap. Um, very annoying, but a nice chap. He's no Rob. And I think you're right. I think I'm sure I, uh, sure Rob is going to appear one of these days. And that, that'll be an interesting scene, won't it? I, it was also interesting when Lee said that Tony's called Farmer Giles on the WhatsApp group and Tom's called Mr. Sausage. I thought, oh, gosh, <laughs> you can just imagine it. And then when Clary said William's busy delivering for Bridge Fresh, really? When did he start doing that? I didn't know he was delivering for Bridge Fresh. But any, anyway, and Helen doing this scare cow. I've, I've got to talk about this. You know, I've got to make sure it looks like a Montbelliard how how is she going to do that exactly and then when Ruth phoned David and said oh I bought 15 cows uh she needs to make sure they're not scare cows they are actually cows she, she needs to check the embroidery on their hats to make sure they're actual real <laughs> real cows and then when Ruth said oh we're bringing the cows home in the lorry why did she say that how else are they going to bring the cows home on scooters, quad bikes, and open top bus? I just, I just love that. Just to make sure they know the cows are going to come home in the lorry, not the open top bus today. And they've all been fully vaccinated. They, they got all that yes. in, didn't they? Yes. Yeah, they had their three-way vaccine. Yes, there's been a lot of yeah back, vaccine talk in that in that. And episode. Dave, David was also able to throw in a whole load of um, rural jargon, wasn't he? Just to yes. remind us, he is um, a farmer. Yes, because I mean, we have not. We haven't. I think you've mentioned this before, Philippa. We haven't really been on the farms that much, have we? Uh, and the other thing that struck me is that we haven't been in the bull for months, have we? When was the last no. time we were in the bull? No, we haven't. They, we had it a, a while ago after the uh, monologues ended, um, and they were going back in, but renaming we, it, yeah, and all that. Yeah. Yes, we haven't. A, another question to ask Jolene in the in the Zoom on the on the thirtieth yeah. of July. But uh, no, that that was a great call, or should I say, calls, Brian? Thank you very much. Normally the limit is two two minutes, but you still skillfully snuck past that with uh, two calls in but no Brian that was great thank you very much and now we go on to inspirational Isabel hi everyone so Quentin recommended that um I just do this week but the thing is I did want to give my views for a bit of last week so I think a little bit of a compromise is in order <laughs> I'm gonna give my views for this week and last Wednesday's episode so last Wednesday Ooh, dramatic, really dramatic. Alice. I mean, at first I thought, you know, she's going to go in, no bother at all. I don't, you know, I'm not a big Brian fan, <laughs> but I did feel a bit sorry for Brian being shouted at by his own daughter and his daughter saying all them nasty things and things like that. And I think we saw Brian's softer side last week, you know, like the less snobbish side, if you know what I mean. Yeah, so anyway, this week, Ben. That was a... It's been a good story like this. I mean, it's been a bit of, like, relief, to be honest. You know, because, like, you know, when Ben said, oh, did you actually manage it? And Ruth, like, burst out laughing. <laughs> you know, it sort of, like, made me laugh a little bit. <laughs> yeah, but I reckon Ben's going to get the nursing job. I reckon he's going to get on the course. Eddie. Well... I can't believe that Eddie was just going to leave the groom on the lawn. You know, Adrian, yam, yam, Yorkies, in other words. I can't believe he was just going to leave him on the lawn. Yeah, so anyway, I'm glad that he got back to uh, 
their house and they and you know and they drove him to his wedding in the morning but i reckon something happened between ed and this mr york just i'm just saying um basically things are changing around here like in our family and i might have a few busy weekends so i might not be able to call in every week like i used to so just thought i'd tell you about that anyway bye bye isabel and um uh, we completely understand if you're if you're too busy, and uh, we'll just enjoy your calls as and when they come in. And uh, thank you for calling in again. And um, following my um, request <laughs> that you concentrate mainly on this week, so thank you because we do have a lot to cram in. Although you did, did sneak in a few thoughts about last Wednesday's episode, I'll forgive you for that because it was a biggie, wasn't it? And it was um, we, one of the best episodes, as I said on the podcast, mm. and Royfield agreed, one of the best episodes in a very long while. Genuine drama, very, very good. And you're not a big Brian fan. <sighs> Wash your mouth out, Isabel. <laughs> we, I love Brian, but yeah, he, he, you did feel for him definitely, and obviously it got to you as well, even though you're not a fan. Um, yeah, I mean, you, you found some light relief in in the Ben Ruth scenes. I know what you mean. I, I found them all a bit silly really for the for the reasons we've we've explained but that 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 line you did pick out when he when he um when he pulled his mother's leg was was nice i agree with you and and in a way that scene needed it because it was getting really rather irritating um i think yeah ben will get on the nursing course that'll push forward that narrative as mm-hmm. well and i yeah the whole notion of eddie dragging back yam yam yorkie to try and get him back in the house with all his drunken friends was just implausible the obvious thing was to bring him into the house and leave him on the sofa or something um i, I thought well, that was very daft quite agree with you uh, has something happened between ed and mr york Ooh, we don't know Ooh, hadn't thought of that uh i th- think mr york i think that's the last we've heard of him to be honest but anyway thank you isabel and we'll wait to hear from you as and when hmm. Yeah, thanks so much, Isabel, and good luck with whatever's happening at home. That means things are going to be quite busy for you. Hope everything's okay. Mm. And I, I, I agree. It's all of this um, yam yam York and back to I guess the Grundy's teenage years. Maybe we're going to end up with kind of like a another Ambridge extra, all about the kind of teen angst years <laughs> of Grundyland and you know, Emma ping-ponging between the Grundy boys. I really hope not because (laughs) it's just depressing. Um, But yeah, I think, you know, fingers crossed uh, for less interludes in the back of the limo is is my view. I mean, mean, Philippa, are you kind of hoping for more trips out in Eddie's, on Eddie's back seat? Uh, Definitely not. Definitely not. When Eddie said, oh, we've all woken up in a garden, I thought, well, I haven't. Have I I missed out on something important in my life? Yeah, but you are wearing a bucket hat. That's the main thing. (laughs) Yeah, I can't see the garden because the bucket's (laughs) obscuring my vision. Yeah. Yeah. Isabel, thanks for your call. Hope you are all right. Just keep in touch and and take care of yourself. Um, As for this sort of Terry two phones, I was wondering, why does he have two phones is one for his sort of biking stuff organizing the social events is the second phone for organizing weddings and when eddie called both phones and there was no answer does this mean that terry two phones has three phones i don't know um mm. but uh yeah i i just i enjoyed the names gormless one and gormless two yeah. i love sweary carter I, that yeah. i just thought was was brilliant and when he said oh i've had the full set this year with your george so that means that George is basically like 
Ed and William and George has left school. I was, have I missed that? I wasn't aware of that. Yeah, that's true. Well, he's 16, isn't he? He had his 16th birthday, didn't he? Remember? Yeah. So just there hadn't been any talk about it. I don't yeah. think we'd have heard. Um, but the whole blackmail thing, I mean, getting, you know, the fact that <laughs> Mia's still at school and we just squeeze another 50 quid out of you. And then Ed, blackmails his father i mean just what and then rosie's obscene tweet about wipes or something what was that again rosie i was just saying i hope the limo has got wiped down seats from a covid secure (laughs) hygienical perspective quentin (laughs) nothing else oh yeah (laughs) but what they seem to miss is they've got this money from him but he's walked off with the suit at what point are they going to get the suit back eventually I, they seem to have missed that fact. And that was Ed's best suit, yeah. his wedding suit. So that would have cost a sum of money. So how they haven't actually made any money from this endeavour. Oh, no, of course not. Quite strange. And Yam Yam York is six foot four. Yes. It's very yes. tall, isn't it? I always, how would he curl up Ed... on the back of a limo? <laughs> With difficulty. But I always thought Ed and Will were quite tall chaps. I yeah. don't know why, but. And if he's that if he's that bladdered, he had no hangover, no hangover, completely lucid, skipping off to church at nine thirty in the morning. Nonsense. Brian's right. It's nonsense. It's tosh. <laughs> there we go. there we go. Quentin has spoken. Well, Isabel, thank you very much for your call. And now we go on to heartwarming Helen. Hello there. It's Helen Grady here from good old Manchester though Yorkshire born and bred, got to get that in. Bit of a weird week in the Archers and would be really easy to dismiss it as just silly twaddle. But I do think that all that stuff with the teacher on his stag night and all the ridiculousness about his drunkenness was to do a kind of compare and contrast with the situation of Alice and her alcoholism about how it's fine in some areas to go out, get a little bit pissed, etc., etc. But in Mm. other situations, it's seen as alcoholism. Mm. So actually, I think there was more going on than we actually at first realised. Not very profound, but that's it from me. Bye. Helen, that was profound. We also had the War of the Roses back in again. Mm-hmm. Lancashire versus Yorkshire. Mm. It is. It was. It is an interesting contrast between yeah the acceptable face of excessive drinking, i.e., a stag do, and a load of guys in their fifties running around, getting hammered and having fun and getting so drunk they couldn't be woken up. I mean, my worry about Yam Yam was him choking his own vomit and dying rather than anything else so <laughs> that you know that, that can happen so it is interesting the sort of the shades of gray that you know the sort of Helen has picked up on there I did, did not occur to me for a second so I'm super impressed Dr Helen mm. as I think he should be known and, and Quentin I can hear some tweeting in the background can you? Cornish birds how lovely I'll be quiet you can hear them for a bit Oh, it's lovely. Yeah. It, it, the fields around here are full of skylarks. I'm not sure if that's a skylark or not. I don't know anything about birds, but um, I have heard and seen them a lot in, in my walks. Should I just shut up and we'll just listen to the birds for the rest of the <laughs> it's, it's very relaxing, actually. I could, yeah, it's quite sort of mindful and lovely. Mm-hmm. But no, I told, come on, I told, I told you I'd bring you authentic Cornish rural sounds. There you go. <laughs> it's the arches, isn't it? Uh, um, 
I can't really add to what you just said, Rosie, because I, I just bow down <clears throat> in front of Helen because I'd never read anything like that into it. And um, maybe she's discovered something really profound that I've gone over my head and I suspect that could well be the case. So, But it was an interesting comparison. Yes, we sort of giggled and chuckled about this um, debauched, drunkenness uh, as displayed by by yam yam york and his mates um and you know we've curled up in distress for months listening to alice mm. um yeah yeah well spotted helen yeah that's that's made me think which is rare yeah i thought it was a really good point helen it hadn't occurred to me and increasingly i'm now noticing how much alcohol does crop up in on the television in books and uh, yeah, it, it's uh, about time it, it, it was removed so that people are just much more aware of what's going on. But Helen, you're fab. Uh, love librarians, love libraries. My first proper Saturday job was in a library. So thank you for all that you do and for a, a super, super call. So now from Helen, we go to glorious Glyn. Hello, Dumpty Dum. It's Glyn here. A location for this week is the balcony of my London residents. Um, picture will be on the website page. Um, there is a connection to teaching and uh, more of that will be on the Facebook page too. Um, so turning to the archers, uh, in which of course teaching featured this week, um, we have um, stories of limos, of uh, internet dating and of uh, WhatsApp groups. And in terms of the limos, so question marks are being raised about whether um, Eddie should be taxed on his earnings. Mm. Well, all I'll say is if um, the case ever comes before the first tier tribunal, <laughs> I would would like to be first in line to write the case report. Mm. Um, I think I could do quite a good job of describing Mr. Grundy's um, circumstances and the likely paucity of his arguments. Mm. <laughs> um, moving on mm. to um, internet dating. Um, again, could this be a scam? Or I'd like to think it's actually Haley trying to find out a little bit more about what Roy ah, is up to these days. Yeah. And on social media and on the WhatsApp group, um, I do occasionally think, are the scriptwriters sending messages to us to be kinder about the Archer's characters on social media? I don't mm. think so this time. I think this was just a straightforward case of them picking up on what, uh, you know, that WhatsApp groups can be nasty, nasty places to be. Um, well, that's all from me this week. Thank you for the podcast. Stay safe, everybody, especially as July the 19th approaches. Oh, lovely to hear, hear from you, Glyn, um, as ever. This time calling from his pad in southwest London. Um, I have seen the picture, actually, on the Facebook, uh, Glyn, and uh, it's worth looking at because he gives the backstory to the building that he's looking out on, and there is a link to Indira Gandhi. I will say no more. So, Glyn is concerned about limos and tax. Now, Eddie, if Glyn's on your case, you're in trouble because he's <laughs> very high up in the tax world and he seemed to be licking his lips about writing a case report for that first tier tribunal and picking apart Mr. Grundy's 
circumstances and paucity of argument. I mean, he's, yes. he's had it, hasn't he? It glins, <laughs> it glins on him. He's had it. He's had it. Um, that Haley theory is interesting because yes. that's a character we've just forgotten about, haven't we? She's gone off with their daughter's Abby, isn't it? Uh, gone off to Birmingham and we haven't heard. It's the whole sort of where have the Tuckers gone um, st- uh, complaint, isn't it? So that'd be interesting if Haley crops up again. Very interesting. I do think the tax, it's the tax and the trading standards and the licensing side of things that are going to be Eddie's downfall, like Al Capone, who I think eventually <laughs> was caught out because of, I think, tax. Yes, yes. This could, yes. This, it could be the same, the same trope for Eddie because he's not going to be declaring that income. Also, from, again, from a health and safety perspective, you know, I just don't think that limo will have had the appropriate safety checks to carry that many passengers. And it's it could all just end up in a fireball on the M6 if Eddie's not careful. And we've had enough explosions and near-death experiences. So yeah. my plea to the scriptwriters would be close this one down because it's kind of served its purpose as a comedy vehicle. But in terms of the potential you know, liability, health and safety and ridiculousness. I think, I think we've, I think the listeners have kind of had it, but maybe I'm being too gloomy. Philippa, you're always a ray of sunshine in our lives. Is that your view? (laughs) Well, I just would like to have a spreadsheet. Thank you very much. With the costs of this vehicle, because insurance must be quite high for for that car then there'll be car tax then there'll be the cost of fuel and as we have heard it guzzles fuel have they actually looked at what they're spending on it compared to this money that they think they're making it just doesn't make any sense and yes it's going to go horribly wrong isn't it we know it we know it's going to happen um it's just it's just a case of when but uh never mind but glenn i hadn't thought about Haley. wow i really had been thinking about who it who it could be but it hadn't occurred to me that it, it could be Haley. um and as for whatsapp groups i don't know quentin rosie have you ever had to leave a a WhatsApp group. I have, um, but I don't know. Have you, have you either had to? I had to leave a volunteering WhatsApp group because <gasps> of Bonnie the Swan. Oh. Um, because I asked for some help from a local community group to help with the rescue and nobody responded. <gasps> and I, I was just kind of, it was, it's one of those those emotional times when you're very invested in something and I think my expectations were a little bit too high. Uh, and so, yes, I, I exited the group in a, <laughs> in a half. Well done. <laughs> Quentin, what about you? I'm trying to think. No, no, I haven't. No. Um, I sometimes get fed up with how many WhatsApp groups I'm in and think about <laughs> leaving. But um, I haven't left voluntarily, no. Uh, I won't go into it now, but I was once trolled viciously on Twitter by the cycling fraternity for upsetting them when I was working as a journalist. I got uh, quite oh. viciously trolled for two solid weeks. Yes, it was a Gosh. it was an orchestrated campaign against me. Yeah, so that's not nice. It's not it's not nice no. feeling. No, but um, I mean, perhaps we ought to talk about Layla because who is this Layla? Do you think Phoebe's onto something? Do you think she is a fake? Do you think? Um, hey, you haven't explained. Has she been catfished? What's catfishing? Well, we, we've got a few more calls. Uh, oh. Yes, I do have a lot to say on the subject of, of catfishing. And we've got some brilliant views coming up. So I don't want to uh, okay. jump in 
too, too soon with right. that. But, uh, but do you think she's a phantom? I, I, I think she, I think she could be. I mean, is Phoebe right that she could be ripping her off, ripping him off? Yeah, I I, I think she's a, a, a catfish. But it's what's uh, well, catfish can mean different things. I do I do not think she is who she makes out she no. is. But I think we've got some really good ideas from people as to what the story could be um yeah. so let's uh yes let's h- hear what others have to say in fact we should we should go on straight away so glyn thank you very much for your call that was wonderful and now we go on to loyal laura hey everyone it's laura here from newcastle currently in a quite echoey holiday cottage near berwick you might be able to hear my uh, daughter and partner singing uh, Be Prepared from The Lion King, so apologies if you can. Um, <laughs> just a very quick message to say uh, I listened to this week's episodes and I have a very small prop- plot prediction um, about Roy. I was wondering whether his lady friend, um, who he was preparing to meet off the internet, might uh, have something that she's finding difficult to tell him about herself, maybe that she's got a disability or... Um, something of that nature, something mm. that she's having difficulty disclosing. I don't think it necessarily means that she's um, a bit dodgy, the fact that she didn't meet him. She might have just been anxious about it or, um, as I say, had something personal or something about her identity that she didn't quite know how to tell him. Um, mm. uh, that's my plot prediction. I uh, hope you're all OK. Thanks. Bye. So, Laura, a question I have is whether you're in Berwick-on-Tweed or near North Berwick, because there are, there's more than one Berwick in the UK, uh, both of which are beautiful places. It could be the case that um, Roy's potential new girlfriend, Layla, is COVID-anxious, that she doesn't want to, um, you know, that she had the best of intentions in terms of meeting Roy, but then turned back and made up the train being cancelled. That's quite a normal thing, I think, as, you know, we in the UK begin to emerge out of lockdown. There's a lot of anxiety about uh, how it's all going to work. Also, trains do get cancelled quite a lot and they will increasingly be cancelled because of our ping culture right now in the UK. And it could but it could be that she is uh, anxious about something in her, you know, her appearance or she has some some secrets that may, you know, come out when you meet somebody face to face for the first time so there are lots of layers as to why Layla may not quite be who she says hmm hmm it's one of those hmm calls isn't it uh lovely to hear from you Laura also on holiday you're in a holiday cottage in Berwick um didn't quite hear the Lion King in the background unlike my (laughs) Skylarks that you could hear just now but uh, delighted to be talking to a fellow holiday maker um yeah interesting theory uh maybe she is hiding something that she has difficulty with uh and is uncomfortable discussing roy made a point didn't he that she all like me she hates to have a photo taken i know we don't do facetime because we don't understand all what all these modern fandangle things so um if she doesn't like to be seen, that could feed into your theory, Laura. I hadn't thought of that one. <laughs> Cancelled train. I mean, there's always another one, isn't there? Mm. And I, I didn't ring true, I'm afraid. That really didn't ring true. So I'm still on the sus- veering towards suspicious, I'm afraid. 
um, because Roy's had his fingers burnt before so often and mm. the scriptwriters don't seem to be letting us up on him. So I think Phoebe's onto something, but I'm prepared to be have my mind changed. I hope it works out for him. I mean, let's just bring Lexi back and let's be done with it. <laughs> Could it be Lexi? Oh. Mm. That was one thought I had. But, Laura, I thought that's a very interesting call. You've really made me think. Now, I have to hold my hands up at this point. I, while, while I read serious books and I do serious work, I love trash TV. And the, the pinnacle of trash TV for me is something called Catfish, the US version, particularly not the UK one. It's the most incredible programme I've ever witnessed. Um, and so I immediately thought, oh my goodness, it's Catfish. I need to phone the TV production company and get them to sort out this, this Catfish. But you're right, you, you sh- I've been too judgmental and I should have been thinking about this and wondering why they didn't want to, because they have spoken by phone. So unless, as Phoebe says, there's a voice changer, um, there is some contact there. It hasn't just been text messages. Uh, it's not like it's a, a hundred-year-old man in Alaska. Um, <laughs> but you never Alaska. know. Alaska. Yes, that that's where you find hundred-year-old men. Um, wow. But <laughs> are you know. looking? <laughs> That's my next trip booked. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. I think I've had too much coffee this morning. Anyway, um, there's something going on. And I think your suggestion, Laura, is is a really good one. And from Laura's fascinating suggestion, we now need to go on to charming Christina. Hey, everyone. This is Christina from Michigan, a.k.a. Sally, at Saturn Express on the Twitters, It's my second time calling in, and I've been listening since the Helen and Rob storyline. I'm calling because there's something about the way that listeners are responding to Joy that's been bothering me, but it's kind of hard to put my finger on why. She seemed to generate suspicion in people at first, such as when Tom thought she was having a fling with Tony. Joy's taken action, and she's moved on from her own unhappy family and is seeking to make a new life for herself by moving to Ambridge. Everyone wondered who the hell she was, both people in the village and in the audience. It might be natural to be wary of newcomers, but would people have been so wary of her had she been part of a couple or if she was a man, I wonder? But it's been interesting to notice how the listeners' feelings have changed, and most are now rallying around her. Some seem to see her as being brave and are now encouraging of her attempts to get involved in the community. So here's the thing, Joy's lonely. Of course she is. Her own daughter, Rochelle, doesn't want to have anything to do with her, and she seems to have no other significant relationships. But is she really being brave, or is she just getting on with things? What else would people expect of her? For her to wallow around in grief and self-pity? I wonder if when someone says you're being brave, that what they're really saying is, oh, better you than me, love, which can feel insulting. Why couldn't people embrace joy before they started to feel sorry for her? Was it really just because of her peculiar personality? While I bristle at some of the ways people talk about Joy, I do celebrate how she's moving through her loneliness with dignity. But there's something niggling me here, and I'd love to hear your thoughts on whether there's a bit of an insulting slant to how she's now being embraced. Thanks so much, and until next time, I'll send everyone lots of love. Bye. Goodbye to you, Christina, and uh, hello to your call. We love hearing from you. Your second Mm. call in from Michigan. We have so many listeners, don't we, in North America. It's fantastic. Um... 
you you're wondering if there's an insulting slant to how she's being accepted in, in the village. Um, I see your thinking there. I mean, the mm. patronising way that Linda tried to lord it up over her and was completely <laughs> outflanked, which to which I'd doff my cap to Joy for. She played her brilliantly and uh, completely outwitted her. Um, I mean, there are pockets where she's been completely accepted straight away. I mean, Lee is infatuated with her, isn't he? So <laughs> she's got that. And, and Helen seems to warm to her greatly as well. Which you, you asked the question, would there be less wariness if she was part of a couple or even a man? Uh, again, I think you're on to that as well. I think people are more suspicious for whatever reasons. When somebody like Joy rocks up, and takes her clothes off, I suppose. Um, you say Russia, she's lonely, definitely, yes. I mean, I think we've all agree with that, that um, she's plugging a, a loneliness gap there, isn't she, in, in her life? And my word, she's she's making quick work of it because um, she's everywhere. She's got fingers in every everybody's pie. Um, you, you say Rochelle has nothing to do with her. I, I know I'm, I'm <laughs> keep banging on about this. I don't think Rochelle exists. She's a figment. And I wish the scriptwriters would prove me right eventually. So, yeah, interesting theories there. Uh, you're obviously a Joy fan. I mean, I like Joy in the terms of uh, her manner and demeanour, but I've got great doubts, as I have been boring you all about for many weeks. <laughs> There's something about difference, isn't there? And an established community and a new character coming in, and it creates friction. And drama comes from that, doesn't it? Because mm. you need new characters to, you know, shake things up a bit, challenge the established culture, and indeed potentially replace some of the activities that existing village members carry out. For example, the village show and or fates or, or whatever it's going to be. I think it's, in a way, the way that the different... So Jim and uh, has, you know, was absolutely, you know, light joy from the beginning and... Uh, helped her rescuing the Corvid. Tony obviously gets on with her because of her Madge. <laughs> and other people in, you know, the the village like Joy. Um, and she and Lizzie had that lovely conversation when Lizzie returned Joy's knickers <laughs> after the live drawing. So I think it's quite an interesting actual window into uh, how, as individuals trying to plough a new furrow, People can come across challenge from, I guess, established people just kind of going, oh, you're new. Why are you here? That's weird. Mm. I don't like you because you're different. Whereas those people with maybe a greater intellect, a breadth of background are far more used to dealing with difference. So I think from a kind of social and anthropological point of view, it's a very interesting case study around those people who've traveled the world and had a, you know, a broad and interesting life compared to those who've just been in Ambridge for like forever and are like who's this joyful creative amazing lady but oh, we're a bit scared of her you need people stuck in a rut like David <laughs> wasn't that an ironic line when he said oh you know we can all get stuck in a rut yeah. <laughs> yes exhibit yeah. a yeah. <laughs> But Quentin, I have to take you to task. Lee didn't like Joy to begin with when Helen said Joy was coming round that night. It was like, oh no. Yeah. But he did warm to her. Very as, quickly. As characters. He yeah. melted, he melted. He was butter in her hands. But, it's her butterfly buns. It opens doors. <laughs> I'm telling you now. <laughs> but I have to admit, um, 
I am trying to be one step ahead of the scriptwriters because I'm so furious that Roy Field called Philip Moss so early on before the, the rest of us. I want to be the person that calls the next one. So I'm just blindly pulling at strings, just hoping that uh, something I say will actually be right and then I can crow about it. I've ca- I've ca- no, I've, ca- I've, I've called the Joy one. You've called the Vince one. Well, no, I said Joy was in witness protection. No, you so I did. have tried no, you did. I have tried to call that one, but I have stood out bravely about the, the Vince one. Yeah. And no nobody else is standing with me on that one. But I if I keep going, I'm gonna get something right and then I and then I can match Royfield. So I'm afraid I'm over analysing every word, all the actions, what, what you know, what's going on, trying to spot the clues that the, that I think the scriptwriters are, are are putting in place for us, which obviously I'm failing horribly at and, and making a real mess. But Joy, she is lovely and she winds up Linda she sorts out bullies. Maybe she's just a, a modern Marvel superhero. I I don't know, but I I am slightly concerned what she's going to do to get back at, at the uh, WhatsAppers. I think there's going to be some was a very, not not yeah. so good. It was a very odd response. Very odd. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. But thank you, Christina, for your call. That was absolutely fabulous. And now we Greetings, go on to Dumpty sensational Dumpty. Sarah. Sarah. From here. Not to call her in red for a while, because well, life. I'm sorry. But I'm back, and I've got an alternative take on Roy's potential love interest later. I find Phoebe's initial idea that they're catfishing just a little bit too pat and straightforward and almost a bit too uh, public servicing. Also, technically, catfishing is using a fake profile, and it's the very lack of any internet presence that's raising her alarm. So I'm wondering if, wait for it, mm. Layla might be in transition and had a last-minute crisis of nerves about revealing this to Roy. Mm-hmm. And where transgender people are prone to mental health issues, um, most so of the LGBT plus community, and I'm sure Witherspoon could back me up on this with some stats, um, and would hence be likely to back out of a social situation due to anxiety at short notice. It would also help explain um, the lack of an internet presence. I'm sure. Roy has described Layla as a mom, but was that the term actually used in the conversation? And wouldn't most of us, if we're honest, take someone we talk to be female who stated they had kids to be a mom? Okay, I'm probably not right on this, but I thought I'd share my thoughts, even though I'm not entirely sure where they came from. Maybe it was uh, the character name subliminally reminding me of the kinks, L-O-L-A, Lola. Anyway. Make of that what you will. Chirara bits. <laughs> it's 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 definitely a potential, you know, reason as to why mm. Layla didn't show up. I mean, there's all sorts of reasons as to why anxiety could prevent a date happening. And it could it could be the case that um Layla, you know, sort of used to be Lee and actually <laughs> is going through God. Sorry, I didn't mean to be funny then. I just don't know oh, where think, think of think of a man's name beginning with L. Oh, sorry. Oh. I thought I thought you meant Karate yes. Kid. Yes. No, oh, sorry. I, I was just thinking of a, a man's name, Liam. Okay, so okay. Layla, you know, could have been Liam, and is you know she's going through the you know the sort of the transitional period where you, for a number of years, are living in your new identity before any. Uh, surgery or anything else happens yeah. um, and so that could that could be it 
so I think there are many, many palettes uh, as to why, uh, you know, the date didn't happen. And um, Liam becoming Layla is definitely one of them. Uh, over to you, Quentin. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I've, I've clearly don't listen to the archers in sufficient depth. And I think like to think I do, you know, people, it's amazing, Sarah, that you would read this potential script line into, into this scenario. I, I, again, something that just hadn't occurred to me. Um, it's possible. Uh, I mean, Sarah's as bewildered by her theory as, as, as we are, but um, yeah, I mean, I suppose it, it could be a, a, a slow burner, this. Yeah. Be an interesting yeah. one. Interesting. Um, but uh, I just got a hunch that there's so much heavy stuff going on at the moment, perhaps not now. I think it would be wonderful though if it if it was the the storyline if that is who 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 Layla um it is that we meet Layla and hear more about her history um it would be great if it was included I think Roy would understand he'd be I was going to lovely. ask you that yeah do you think yeah. how how do you think Roy would be about it I think he 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 would be fine he might be shocked because he does he doesn't seem to accept the fact that there could that Layla is anything but who he imagines yeah. she is, um, and so he is he is going to get a, a surprise. But this could be a lovely surprise, and I think he would understand. And I think it it's about time it was covered in in the Archers. I I really do. But having said all of that, I think it I think it's just a much more man, mundane catfish and. Um, uh, and we've not had that in the archers before, and I just I worry for for Roy, and uh, I hope Phoebe just continues to to educate him. Speaking of Phoebe, why is it that she thinks that dis- the toilets, the green toilets on the camping site, are the best feature of that camping site? You know, she said on the phone, um, "Oh, tell them, tell them that the toilets are our number one best." best point something along those lines i just thought what, what if i go to a camping site i don't i don't want to be shown the toilet so that that's the best thing here the toilet the rest of it is no good i i don't know maybe i'm just reading too much into that as we all are with layla but sarah that was that was a great call and we have missed you sarah so you have to start calling back very regularly yeah welcome very, back welcome yeah back. very pleased to to hear so thank you Thank you all so much for your calls. We value them a great deal. Please keep them coming. We we need them. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? 
helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Wonderful. So do we have any lovely emails? I, I ask and the answer is yes, we have quite a few, which is fantastic. So first of all, we have skillful Sarah. Lovely to hear from you, Sarah. She's from South Norfolk. She says she's an everyday omnibus listener for about 40 years. Earlier, if you count forced listening as a child, so many people have been, <laughs> is compelled to listen. Anywho, she says, this morning I had a light bulb moment listening to the final episode this week. The trolling on the WhatsApp group set up by Joy. Deleting the disgusting Kyle, Joy. Kyle being let in again by another admin, really? Or is that Joy too? Joy appearing to comfort Helen and offer help when needed. Joy telling Lee and Helen to ignore Kyle, but find a way to get back at him. Alarm bells began to ring at that point. I agree, Sarah. Then there's Phoebe's suspicion that Roy is being catfished and Layla doesn't exist. Could that be Joy as well? She's clearly not afraid of social media and has some basic tech skills. And everyone has wondered if she really does have a daughter. Oh, Sarah, you're a woman after my own heart here. Then she goes on to say, in real life, I'm far too trusting, but I have two savvy daughters who have maybe look round corners. So is Joy a complex character, lonely and needing to be needed so badly that she sets up situations where she can ride to the rescue? Remember the unlikely no-nonsense ripping off her clothes to be the life model. Happy to help Linda but Linda not quite so happy to be helped, as I think she fears a takeover bid. I think her fears are well placed. So I'm predicting the truth of joy. Interesting choice of name, if I'm right. In a great unveiling and clanging of scales falling from many eyes over the next few weeks. Joy's not so much joy as outrage and disgrace. (laughs) Then she adds, poor joy. I hope I'm not right, but if I am that someone is there to treat her with compassion and see that bad behaviour often comes from a position of pain. I've suspected she's hiding something very personal and painful all along. Warm wishes and good health to you all, Sarah. The thought of Joy pretending to be Kyle in order to get attention from Lee is an interesting one. Slight challenge with that is that Kyle lives behind Helen and Lee and it's quite simple to pop around and say, you've been WhatsApping about me, haven't you? So I think it's an interesting theory. Uh, I think the actual physical reality of him being their neighbour uh, does uh, scotch it somewhat. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point, Rosie. Um, the geography of the village, the uh, the, the estate, is, is going to be very awkward, isn't it, if Carl lives that close? Mm. I can't see Lee buttoning his lip, so I think there might be a flashpoint. Carl may be entirely... Innocent. I mean, Sarah might be onto something here. That it's it's all of Joy's making, and she's assumed a, a internet profile to um, drop Kyle in it. And as he, as Sarah points out, she's she's very social media savvy. Uh, mm. I, I mean, I hadn't. I mean, I've 
got my deep suspicions about Joy, as we all know, but I, oh, Sarah's taking it to a new level. And uh, these <laughs> are theories that I need to think very carefully about. Um, yeah, is this a way of getting herself into the community in, you know, by, 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 by manipulating social media? <laughs> I, I Honestly, Sarah, I wouldn't be surprised. Something's going on and we've yet to find out. But um, I think there is some substance to your theory although I take Rose's geographical point. Well, I don't want to give away any spoilers, but I have looked at the cast list for this week. And would you believe it? We have on, included on the cast list the actor playing the part of Kyle Ooh. and an Ooh. actor playing the part of Spence. Ooh. So, yes, Kyle Spence? and Spence. I mean, how many new characters are they bringing in? I'd love to be on the WhatsApp group for the cast because they must be fuming that they're not getting enough um, episodes with, with them in and all these new characters are coming in. But, yes, we've had Vince's mum, we've had Calvin, we've had Solomon recently, and now we get to hear Kyle and Spence. I, uh, Don't forget Yam Yam Yorkie. Yes, of course. How could I forget? How could I forget? Uh, yeah, so I, I'm interested to hear either it's all going to be wonderful and they're going to sit around making daisy chains and doing embroidery together or looking, see, I have gone too deep on this, but looking at the guy who plays the part of Kyle, he has done some some pretty sort of, you know, hardcore being a nasty person acting in in some things. And uh, so I don't think they have hired him for his daisy making abilities. But I could no. be wrong. I could be jumping to so many conclusions. Uh, no, but... no, nobody playing Layla at all yet? Not that I could see, no. Okay. Mm. Right. So, so there is, we go. So is Spence Kyle's sidekick then, his heavy man? That's that's what I'm wondering. Yes, but I but I don't know. It could just be another random person. <laughs> they're they're including maybe the whole cast have been pinged, and so they're just having to stop people on the street in Birmingham and say, "Oh, we need you to play a." There'll, a, there'll be complaints because lots lots of listeners don't like new characters, do they? And we have had a plethora of a plethora. New- I love that word. We've had a plethora. But anyway, uh, Sarah, that was a wonderful email. Thank you ever so much. And now I believe, Rosie, we've got an email from Emily. Exceptional Emily. Exceptional Emily. And the subject is, Quentin isn't Kenton? Question mark. What? Uh, And the email is is to Philippa. It's, uh, hi, Philippa. I started listening to The Archers shortly after Robin Helen's storyline finished. And I've been a devoted listener ever since. I'm a brand new member of the Dunstan community and I'm a first time emailer in a row. So welcome, Emily, to the family. I thought I'd write to tell you how surprised I was when I heard Quentin's voice. I was absolutely convinced he was Kenton. Well, Richard Attlee, <laughs> technically. The more I listened, the more convinced I was. I honestly had to look him up ooh, more than once to see if he was a real person named Quentin Rayner, I mean. And to double check, he was not the same person as Richard Attlee, in case one was a stage name. Every time I hear his voice, I hear Kenton. I know he's not, but that's what I hear. I messaged Quentin earlier this week about something, and I told him about me being absolutely sure he was Kenton slash Richard. He was amazed that I think he sounds like Kenton. He said he's never heard it before. He was concerned he might be equally annoying. I assured him he is not annoying in the least. So my question is this. Has anybody else that you know of ever thought that Quentin is Kenton? (laughs) The names even rhyme. (laughs) I would love it if you would create a poll to see if anybody else has ever thought this. 
or do I need to consider hearing aids? <laughs> Sorry, I know this email is long. However, I hope it helps with material for this week's podcast. Thanks for Dumpty Dum. Whenever I'm listening to the archers on my headphones and my husband tries to interrupt me, I simply say to him, shush, I'm in Ambridge. <laughs> he never knows what I'm talking about. So I have to explain that I'm listening to the archers. It's lovely to be part of the Dumpty Dum family, where I'd never have to explain what I was talking about ever again when I say I'm in Ambridge. Thanks again, Philippa. Take care. Emily. Aww. So, Quentin, who are you really? <laughs> well, I'm, 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 I'm a complete mess now. I don't know who I am. Um, it's, never, it's, never, it's never occurred to me that I, I, I sound like Kenton. I, should, I think I should refer to Emily as Jolene now, shouldn't I, really? Um, well, I, I, I put it to you, my, my dear co-host. Do I sound like Kenton? What do you think, Rosie? Not at all. Your dulcet, silvery tones are nothing like the merchant seaman that is Kenton. <laughs> Thank God for that. Well, I have been doing some research, oh, as you would word. expect. I've been comparing soundtracks with you in Quentin with <laughs> Kenton. And uh, actually, I don't completely agree with Emily, but I can see what she said. There are some similarities at times to your tone and pace. There, there are. You're not Kenton. Don't worry. We're not saying that. I, I just wonder if I should arrange a fate and see who turns up to man the loudspeaker. Will it be you or will it be... Will it be Kenton? That, that, that's the test. Or we need to get you both on a Zoom. And yeah. uh, and then we can say, oh, actually, just to drop it in once more, we could ask Jolene, we could ask Buffy Davis on the 30th of July. She's going to join us on, on a Zoom then. Um, but uh, Emily, yes, very, very interesting. I've, I've, got, uh, I've got this image of you, you know, you know these um, thriller spy films, you know, where they match up, you know, the, the, the voice. Yes. Um, the voice patterns the of files. two people, yes. and, they, and they and they merge them together and say, "Yeah, we got our man." Yeah. Have they been doing that with me in Kenton? CSI Philippa, I love it. Unbelievable! The 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 commitment to this podcast is extraordinary. <laughs> Clearly, not a perfect match. I'm relieved to hear. No, but I I can see where Emily is coming from. So yes, we'll <laughs> have to set a poll up. We really will. oh yeah. Um, as long as I'm not as an, as annoying as him, that's the main thing. Um, no, no, not not quite. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> uh, um, uh, let me remove that that dagger from my back. Yes, <laughs> Emily, thank you so much. That was wonderful. And uh, we have another email, uh, Quentin. Over to you to hear from lovely. Lynn. Lynn says, I love the way the difference between the two couples is being spotlighted. Lee initially hoped to keep the WhatsApp secret from Helen, but realised this would be wrong. Similarly, he was quick to apologise when he realised he had been about to ride roughshod over Helen's wishes. I like that he is human enough to respond to instinct, but he quickly gets mm -hmm. a grip. Poor Ian doesn't know it yet, but this is such a contrast to Adam. Devious, mm -hmm. impulsive, dishonest oh yes <laughs> she adds my first contribution i seem to be 1990 vintage but with gaps some because of circumstances and some from choice i had to stop listening to the helen rob storyline because the coercive control resonated with me this may be why i so want her to make a success of it with lee keep up the good work lynn well, Lynn, I think we all do. I think, you know, everybody in their heart of hearts wants Helen to have a happy and successful partnership with Lee and to be able to go through that healing process and, and move forward. And I'm sorry if it's brought back echoes of, of your own experience. That's one of the, I think, challenges again with the Archers is that because the storylines, you know, do touch on 
real life, real issues, it can be super difficult when there's a trace back to our own experiences. But thank you so much for coming back and for getting in touch with us. It's it's lovely uh, that you've been in touch with us by email. So thank you very much. Yes, Lynn, thank you. Uh, is Lee going to tell Ian? He is, isn't he? He's not going to be able to keep the secret that Adam has has given him. I think he's going to tell everything. And especially when Ian said, you know, secrets are bad. Lee's just not going to be able to hold it in, I I think. But yeah, I'm sorry that um, some of the storylines in the past have resonated with you so much and and hope you're okay. A a bit of light relief for you. One of my questions is, why did Ed need a haircut? Or Eddie, why did Eddie need a haircut when he wears a chauffeur's hat? I wasn't sure about that one. Why are the real rewilding bookings not taking a deposit so how su- sustainable is their sustainable business? That, that seems wrong. And finally, David seems to think COVID is over. He's saying, oh, in the last year, we've had X, Y, and Z, and we had COVID. Had. I think the word is have, but but never mind. Just something that made me chuckle a bit. But there we go. Lynn, thank you very much. And now we go to our final email. Rosie, we have uh, another one from Anon of Ambridge, I believe. Dear Auntie Rosie, Uncle Quentin and Auntie Philippa, I'm not sure if our emails are getting through to you as I needed your advice last week. You didn't read it out. I'm really sorry, Anon. I hope this one works. (laughs) I hope this one works as I really need your help. A friend in Ambridge, Roy, has been talking about how they've met a lovely lady online. I have now met a lovely person. They're 21 years old and are a model. Also, in their spare time, they're a volunteer at a hospital. The problem is their bank took £4,000 out of their account. And although they will get it back next week, they need the £4,000 now to pay for some life-saving treatment for a friend. If I don't pay, the operation won't go ahead. I know they're telling the truth and that the money will be sent back next week. What's the quickest way of paying? They love me and I don't want to let them down. Please help. Anon of Ambridge. Well, Anon of Ambridge, if you're using an online banking app, it will say to you very clearly, do you want to go ahead with this transaction? (laughs) Is this a scam? (laughs) And I have to break your heart, Anon of Ambridge, and say that this lovely lady online that's a model (laughs) is probably Philippa's friend in Alaska, who's a hundred year old (laughs) male and is scamming you. So I'm, I'm, but you know, don't worry. We're here for you. We care for you. And please write back next week confirming you have not transferred the money. You have blocked this person on social media and that you'll go through a five minute YouTube tutorial on how to spot Internet scammers. Well, uh, sound advice there, Rosie. Uh, I've just got to pick you up on a couple of things. You said lady. And none of Ambridge wrote their email very carefully, referred to they. So it might not Ooh. be a lady. Oh. oh. Retaining their anonymity, we don't know. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Crazy. Apologies. Yeah. Um, determined to maintain their anonymity. Um, I, I've got, I mean, obviously check that this email hasn't come from, you said Alaska just now, 100-year-old men who Philippa are interested in. Uh, obviously <laughs> make sure that, I mean, I assumed it come from uh, a Nigerian prince or princess. So uh, do do check the email. Um, but um, 
for, clearly follow Rose's advice. If not, maybe call Terry Two Phones for a bit of useful <laughs> advice. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure he can help you out. But uh, no, on it's, it's a scam, Anon of Ambridge. Please listen to us. It's a scam. But I'm chuffed to be referred to as Uncle Quentin because that's a famous five, isn't it? All that, even though there are only three oh, of us yes. on the podcast. <laughs> yes, of course, Uncle Quentin yes. with his science project. Yes, yeah. Um, yeah, well, as I've already said, I, I watch Catfish. So apart from the very genuine reasons that some of the email innerers and caller innerers have, have listed, in other terms, if, if you haven't got a photo, if there's no video call, if there's no meetup, these are the danger signs. And if they want money, Run away. As Rosie said, if they're 21, they're a model, they volunteer at a hospital and they suddenly need £4,000, it's it's a scam. Run away. Um, I think for, for Roy, well, it could be somebody who, who loves them, as I said. It could be Lexi. It could be someone who cares about them and just wants them to move on. So maybe it's Kirsty, not in a way of, of love, but just trying to get Roy back out on the dating scene. I don't know. But uh, Anon of Ambridge, if you can't meet, check their DNA, check their identity, and do not waste your time. There we there we go. That's That's my lecture on the subject of catfishing um but anyway it's time to crown our tweeters of the week it is uh, obviously a key moment in the podcasting world and um our dear tweeters have not let us down this week and uh, we have three fine tweeters in bronze position uh, she's often queen of the bagel but she, she so often delivers the goods on twitter it, it's miranda whose handle is at Apple Android app. She gets a bronze medal for this. Who's thinking the neighbours will name the scare cow Stabby? (laughs) 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 She has a sharp tongue, Miranda. She does. Yeah. In silver position, we got Dominic Young, whose Twitter handle is at Budgie500, and he asked this question. Bernadette Borders, isn't that a drag queen from Felpersham? That's very good. <laughs> that was a reference, wasn't it, to somebody's garden, wasn't it? But in, in gold position, uh, this is uh, prompted by a question from Bernadette Hawkes. And she says, what is a scare cow? To which Sarah Mattox, whose handle is at Sarah underscore Mattox, replies, what's a scare cow? Shula, first thing in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> So congratulations to our Tweeters of the Week. Gold position, Sarah. Silver is Dominic and bronze is Miranda. Very good. Now, Quentin, as well, you you were asking on uh, Facebook, on on our lovely Dum Dee Dum group, do do join us there, it's excellent, about when and where people listen to this podcast. You had some interesting replies, if you can summarise them briefly. Well, uh, yeah, I I just, um, it occurred to me that, you know, I'm, I'm... recording this podcast in very strange places at the moment um as i said i'm in a in a field today um so i put out wh- where did people listen to our podcast and we've got a, a whole range of of our answers didn't we um the, a lot of uh, we seem to alleviate people's boredom <laughs> seems to be uh, a, a, a main theme i mean margaret S- slading uh, deborah housewine hillsden uh, rosie aw um th- Margaret and Deborah and Rosie all said that uh, we take their mind off things when they're doing a boring task, which is is, is good to know. Um, people said they listen to us when they can't sleep. They do listen to us when they're going running and dog walking. 
somebody came up with this one. Um, Suzanne Steele said, I lie down and listen and close my eyes. Uh, West coast of Canada, by the way. I, I do the same for the, for the archers. She says, I no longer live in the UK, but it's fun to visit via the podcast as they transport me f- to a far different place. Mm. which is a nice idea. Joe Edwards got in touch again. Oh, dear Joe. Uh, She says, where I still listen while slathering in my Radox bath. (laughs) Why? Because my muscles need the bath and I get bored. Um, And I said uh, said to Joe, well, keep up the slathering. I hope we ease the boredom. And she says, oh, you do. A Radox bath is nice but boring. But uh, (laughs) (laughs) we like a bit of slathering, don't we, Rosie? Yeah. (laughs) Love a bit of slathering, yeah. And my favourite, though, came in from uh, Mark Smith, who lives in a wonderful place called Mululaba in Queensland. And he said, I listen generally on my drive from Mountain Creek on the Sunshine Coast to Brisbane for work. What a lovely image, eh? And he then says, love the new format, by the way. So I think Mark Mark wins the prize for the the best place (laughs) to listen to our podcast. But it just shows you, doesn't it? The range of places... Uh, and activities people uh, are listening to our podcast. So I thank you all for your fascinating responses. Now, to keep this podcast on the air requires some funding to cover essential costs. So if you'd like to support Dum Dee Dum and you can join the Dum Dee Dum Patreon community for just $2 a show. If you make your way to the dumdeedum.com website, click uh, don- the donate tab and follow the links to Patreon or you can go direct to the Patreon website. Also, what really, really boosts the podcast profile is if you can write us a review on Apple iTunes, preferably glowing, please. Remember, to get in contact, you can send us a voice message via SpeakPipe on the website or leave a WhatsApp voice note or text to 07957 167 696. That's 07957 167 696. And add Plus forty four if you're outside the UK. Obviously, we uh, we're big on Twitter, so, and we have uh, the at Dumpty Dum team who are doing a great job. So, like them, if you do tweet, do remember to use the capital T and A when you use the hashtag The Archers because it means the visually impaired can read all the tweets. Well, we're all on Twitter hammering out that hashtag. Where can people find you, Quentin? Well, as I always say, I'm a Twitter tart. I've got two accounts. My main one is at Quentin Rayner, but my Archer's one, where you will hear all my pontifications, is at 13-Minute Man. That's 1-3-Minute Man. And Rosie? You can find me at Porty Rosie. And I can be found at Quick Book Reviews. Thanks as ever to our social media supremos, Cosmo for his podcast roundups, Shambridge for her voices, Mike Hatton for his character counts, and Lucy D. Freeman. Thanks again to Isabel for her dum dum tune. Please, we need another one from someone. Please send them in. And thanks to Claire, Richard, Brian, Isabel, Helen, Glyn, Sarah, Christina for their calls and to Sarah, Lynn, Emily and Anon of Ambridge for their emails. We love it when you call or write in. Thank you. And don't forget for the final time of saying today, uh, the Zoom on the 30th of July with Buffy Davis, Jolene. So... What will be revealed next week? Now, Rosie Quentin, listen listen to these. Um, will Pat go into business embroidering farm names onto cows' hats? She'll be selling them on Etsy before breakfast. Will Alice escape rehab and kidnap Martha? We were never going to have four weeks break from it. Ooh. 
Will Ed ever get his suit back from Yam Yam Yorkie? <laughs> and will Joy reveal herself to be Rob's long lost sister? <gasps> or what, what are you on, Philip? Will be <laughs> revealed. <laughs> it's a bye bye from me. It's a shot. It's a shot. It's a shot. Bye bye from us. Bye bye, everyone. Bye. Bye. Dum dee dum dee dum dee dum dum dee dum dee dum 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 Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.